Hello. Thank you for joining me and welcome to Third's Thoughts. I welcome you to season two, episode one, entitled, That's Not Your Hater. My name is Andrew Dixon. And before we get started, I would like to send a congratulations to Reverend Raphael Warnock on his victory in obtaining the Senate seat in Georgia, becoming the first African-American to be given that distinguished honor. And just as we celebrate this historic moment, I also would like to send my heartfelt, not so much condolences, but just sending my love to the family of Jacob Blake. I am a resident of Wisconsin and This was hard news to hear yesterday that his particular case would not receive justice as it pertains to the court battle. But as the family perseveres to seek damages in other ways, I just pray that God would be with them, that God would be with Mr. Blake and all the residents of Kenosha. Before we get started today, let us pray. Gracious Father, we come to you asking you to forgive us of all sin. In a world filled with temptation, help us to overcome through Jesus Christ. That at the end of our lives, we would have accomplished what you created us to do and to be. We thank you for the gift of life today. Recognizing and acknowledging that there are people who right now are in the hospital. They're in hospice. May you have mercy on them and may their lives not end, but that you would heal them and restore them to total health. For everybody that's unemployed, may you bring employment to them, but safe employment, that they be sent to a place to earn a living that does not require them to put the job over their health or the job over their family. For everyone that's flying today, may you keep them safe. Everybody that's traveling, keep us all safe, I pray. In Jesus' name, may you bless this time with you that we have right now. 
may you come in and speak a word to us that doesn't only encourage us, but gives us hope and a direction for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, sometimes we can go through life and we know exactly who our haters are at times. We know the people that talk about us behind our backs. We're aware of those that are around us that mean us no good. We know what it's like to be negatively treated and impacted. But one thing that I'm finding uh, the more and more I allow God to show me these things, I'm starting to see that not everybody that argues with me, not everybody that I I have a difficulty getting along with is my enemy. Not everybody is my hater. Perhaps we can get some clarity on this from the Holy Bible. It says in Genesis chapter 50, verses 19 through 21. But Joseph replied, Do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? As for you, what you intended against me for evil, God intended for good. In order to accomplish a day like this, to preserve the lives of many people. Therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. So Joseph reassured his brothers and spoke kindly to them. In this scripture, it's in reference to Joseph. Joseph, while he was a young man, he he received a, a vision from the Lord that he would be prominent in his life, that that God had a plan and a purpose for him. And being the youngest of his brothers, he was the apple of his father's eyes. His father loved him very much. The only issue wouldn't necessarily be an issue for us but it was a point of contentment for his brothers. You see, Joseph would make a mention many times to his brothers that not only would he be prominent, but that in the vision he's seen himself being of a higher stature than his brothers. 
And there doesn't seem to be a mention of him saying the saying these things in a mean-spirited way. But I think we can understand it to a sense. I mean, let me let me ask you this question. Has there ever been a time in your life where you've said something and totally meant it one way, but it was perceived in another way? Sometimes, I mean, I'm I'm guilty of this. Sometimes I've said things that would be considered a humble brag when in all actuality that wasn't my intention. And so Joseph's brothers in their in their jealousy of him and their anger towards him they ended up selling their brother into slavery. They allowed him to be caught and and sold into slavery. They did not tell the truth to their father, but had their father believe that something else had happened to his youngest son. Joseph's life from that moment was very difficult. But with everything that he had to go through, one thing was certain that God was with him the whole time. And his life is an example for us that as we go through different things and different challenges and circumstances, that much like Joseph, we can, we can continue to follow God. Now, I'm not telling you this as somebody that has mastered it at all. In fact, I speak to you today as a man who has been praying and seeking God to overcome the challenges in my own life. Things that I've had problems with since a very young man. And so that's why I'm saying I believe we can draw encouragement from Joseph that as we go through these life situations, if we keep our focus on God and lean on Him, especially when we have nothing else to lean on, that He can bring us out of what we're going through as well. Isn't it fitting that God, I believe, has led us to the book of Genesis for this encouragement? With the new year, a fresh perspective has emerged that I hope blesses your soul the same way in which it truly blessed mine when I first received it. 
As I said, there are people in our lives that are indeed haters. And let us not think it's strange that we have haters. Even our Lord Jesus Christ had them. He even promised that people would hate us for simply loving him and being loved by him. And anybody that's been changed, who's been renewed, who's been saved by the Lord Jesus, you know that one of the first things that you experience is that there's a change in your relationships as you grow. It's not that you're better than anybody in your circle. It's either you realize or come to the realization of those that are in your life that are negative influences and your need to withdraw yourself some from their company in order to make sure that that doesn't contaminate yourself. Also, you may have people in your life that you have no problems being around, but because you believe in Jesus, because you don't do the same things that you used to, or maybe even you find yourself like me, you fall off, but you find the strength in Christ to get back up. There are people that, that don't like that because they don't they may not want to feel like what they're doing is wrong. And maybe just being in your presence makes them a bit uneasy. However, there are some people in our lives that do not affirm us. They don't encourage us, respect us, or even at times love us. They don't always have our best interests at heart, if ever at all. Yet I found that through God's word that these people are not our haters, but people God has allowed to be in our lives to grow us and mature us, but most importantly, to teach us to entrust ourselves to God for what our hearts truly need. Sometimes we can put so much emphasis on relationships with people that we end up leaning. There's a temptation to lean on them for what only God can do. One example is marriage. It's so sad to hear people say they're getting a divorce or they're separating because they're no longer happy. Or the person that they're with no longer makes them happy. The reason I think this is sad is because that's an unrealistic expectation to place on an imperfect person. Speaking for myself, I think it would be impossible for me to always keep my wife happy because I myself am not always happy. On days when my cup is empty 
I may need to lean on her or others to pick me up. In other words, I can't give what I don't have at the moment. Maybe you find yourself as a single person going from relationship to relationship because you're expecting these individuals to make you happy and to sustain that happiness. Or maybe it's not even happiness. Maybe you're expecting them to do something or be something that they are not capable of being at the time. But one thing that I continue to learn is that there are certain voids in my soul and in my heart that my wife or no other person could ever feel. But that's okay because they're not supposed to. There are certain voids in our lives that only God can fill. There are spaces within our soul that only the Lord can fill up. We need people. That is a fact. We were not created to live in total silence and isolation, which is why in a time of pandemic, it's especially hard because we are forced to live in a way that's outside of our nature in order to be safe and to promote safety. However, it's toxic to depend on people to be in our lives what only God can be. It is not your responsibility to make me or someone else happy or to fulfill someone else. Happiness is close to joy. And joy is a fruit of the spirit, which you receive only by knowing Christ Jesus as Lord. The Lord Jesus also said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 to 48, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. Now, I cut it off at verse 45 because this is the block of that information that I feel is very important for this conversation. Does the Lord sound surprised at the fact that you and I have enemies? No. But he's flipping our mindset because what we're even taught today is to throw away people. You know, when the Lord woke me up today, one of the things when I looked at the news, I saw that, 
you know, these allegations that uh, Kim Kardashian West and Kanye West are thinking about divorcing. And for one, I was appalled because I feel like that's information that we don't need to know about. If that is true about their relationship, I'm sure they have enough going on without having to have millions of people discussing their relationship so flagrantly. But, you know, I don't, if that is true, I don't know why, you know, they, they are having issues. But, so many times, you know, you I've heard, you know, people say, well, you know, if, if they don't make you happy, you know, get a divorce, leave them. Because you shouldn't be living your life in, in misery like that. I mean, wouldn't it be sad if at the end of your life to realize that you you threw out the person that God had created you to be with simply because they were unable to fill voids in your life that only God could to find out that you missed out on so many years of happiness that would have came had you stuck with it. You know, I said it many times in season one that I'm not your pastor, so don't take this as me preaching to you, but I must come with truth and not my opinion, or rather truth over my opinion. In this scripture, we see that God is more than aware of the enemies in our lives, but he doesn't tell us to shut them out. He doesn't tell us to make our haters our motivators or other things that the world tells us to repeat. But no, he says, he, no, he commands us to love them and to pray for them. Why? I believe it's because they are in our lives to sanctify us. I remember a priest that I watch on Ascension. Um, radio, uh, it's, a, it's a channel on YouTube called Ascension Presents. And he, he spoke about this very thing that the people in our lives that we think are enemies are in fact those that God has sent to sanctify us, to make us holy because they challenge us to dig deeper. It actually challenges us to literally live as Christ, to love people the way God loves us. If everybody around us was easygoing, we could never grow in this area If everybody in our lives affirmed us and treated us well, 
How often do you think we will go to God for affirmation or for the things that we truly need? Believe it or not, these people play a role in our development as it pertains to our journey of faith. Joseph said it best. What you intended against me for evil, God intended for good in order to accomplish a day like this. See, there there was a famine in the land and the, the famine is stretched out to a lot of different territories. And the one place where it wasn't affecting was in Egypt. And Joseph had a prominent position within Pharaoh's court. And when his brothers decided they were going to go to Egypt to, to try to get some food and some sustenance, some things that they could take back home to make life easier, they were not expecting to see their brother. And to know that they had fallen into his hand terrified them. And in a moment where some people would have used their power and their influence to bring affliction on those that afflicted them, Joseph didn't do that. Before Christ even set foot on the earth, Joseph was following the Lord way back then. He did the godly thing. He said, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And not only did he reassure his brothers of this, but he kindly spoke to them. Because he persevered, because he didn't allow the hurt of what happened to him overwhelm him, at the end of his circumstance, as he was being blessed by God, he was able to see those that mistreated him the way God sees us. He's not quick to jump and pounce on us and destroy us. But in a way that we can't even understand, he loves us. He's the good father. He knows that we we don't always, you know, we don't always seek to hurt him. But when we do, he understands that we need him in that moment. And he's willing to have mercy on us. And may we never abuse it. I know I pray I don't, because there's been plenty of times I've messed up and still mess up. Perhaps we don't see many victories in our lives because we still need to grow. There's still room for improvement. Maybe once we allow God to mold us and shape us, 
without going against the process. We will begin to see the accomplishments we desire in our personal and spiritual growth and development. God truly does have a perfect plan for our lives. And he often uses imperfect people to get us where we need to be. With this being said, I believe it's on us whether or not we will remain combative or allow God to show us ourselves in the people we argue with so often. So whether it's family, friends, spouses, children, co-workers, church family, mentors, role models, government officials, and the like. I hope that through and in Christ, we would daily see and recognize these individuals as not haters and enemies, but be able to identify our haters from those God has placed in our lives to not only sanctify us, but for us to love on them. Lord knows sometimes there are people in our lives that hurt us, but Lord knows they don't mean to. I heard it said before and I even wrote it down when I heard it. Be kind to everyone you encounter this day because everyone you meet is going up against a huge battle in their lives. And just like we have people that come against us, we we go against other people. Amen. It's so easy for us to harm other people and not even see sometimes that we're doing it. But thanks be to God for these revelations so that As we go through life now, we can begin to see more clearly the love of God being shown in these moments of difficulty in relationships while also seeing our role in it. Remember, The person that's hurting you is also a hurt person. May we all be reminded of this the next time those closest to us say or do something that offends us. That we will be able through the power of the Holy Spirit to see their need for Jesus in that moment over how we feel in that moment. That we will not only be children of God and children of the light, but also a loving spouse, a loving brother, a loving sister, a loving cousin, a loving friend, 
that we would truly love one another as Christ so loved us. Well, that's our time for this week. I hope that this message encourages you on your walk in faith and in life that you would find the inspiration in God's word to dig deeper and to seek more fervently the love God truly has for you. Before we leave, let us say a short prayer. Father, thank you for this time. May you go before us, be behind us, encapsulate us on all sides so that the enemy cannot get to us. Protect us from the enemy that we may take this word and do well with it each day that you give us. Thank you for your love and thank you for those you've chosen to sanctify us. In Jesus' name, may we sanctify others. Amen. God bless you. Remember, I love you, but God loves you more. Thanks for joining, and I'll talk to you soon. Later.